welcome to The Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Gareth, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to hang out with us here on The Grit Daily Startup Show. We, we love to talk about the world of startup on the show, the good, the bad, and the gritty. So I'm curious to learn what your experience has been in the world of startup. But before we get into all that, for some context, let's back up a little bit, help our listeners better understand a little bit more about you uh, and your backstory and what brought you to present day with what you're working on. And of course, we're going to talk about the brand new book too, but let's back up a little bit and chat a little bit about your backstory. Yeah, sure. Well, good morning, and it's great to great to meet you guys. Yeah, I um I have worked in the world of events, um, media, and marketing for the last twenty five plus years. I've worked around the world. I've worked in forty two countries delivering events, and I've lived in five uh, around. You know, my 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 career. Let's shall we say I have delivered everything from you know these these five people kind of high level exec retreats where we've flown people inside um you know the grand canyon and done lunch on the water and you know then they've gone off for some team building activities through to delivering 120,000 people medical conventions corporate events sales meetings uh, across the world so that is my background we do everything for in the in the business from logistics production creative uh, and all things event related. So you name it, we do it. Uh, and I've just launched my book eventually, Gareth, which is really uncovering behind the scenes of what what really goes on in events. You know, we're like these swans that glide across the water and paddle like hell underneath <laughs> and really kind of shining a light on some of the very dark areas of the industry. And my personal um, battle with um, drugs and alcohol and addiction um, during my career and some, you know, really some, I've, I've been in radically dangerous situations. I've been in three bombings. I've been in an earthquake. I've been in a cyclone and I've also, also experienced blackmail throughout my 25 year career in the industry. And so I talk a lot about those, um, in the book and, you know, how crisis management and response management is such a fundamental piece of what we do on a daily basis. Uh, that we, you know, that as I, you know, as an event person, I'm shining a light on, you know, some of these areas which agencies, individuals, clients uh, really do seem to forego or are lacking experience with some of these. But my background is all events and, you know, heavily in the tech space, biotech, medical technology. We work with some of the biggest giants in the industry running some of their biggest events and we still continue to do so post-pandemic uh, now that we're back in full swing. Love it. Yeah, what, have you seen that it's been, you know, instead of the option of, you know, in-person or virtual, which was, you know, kind of around, and it's been around for a minute now, even prior to the pandemic, but now it's almost status quo. It's like, you want live, you want virtual, you want hybrid. I mean, it seems to, and I'm yeah. as a speaker, I've, I, the, the events world is, 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 a, is a huge part of my life. So I speak a lot of the same language when you talk about, you know, the whole, uh, you know, like the, the, the duck paddling like crazy, uh, under, underwater, uh, that, that, that rang a bell really, because it's, uh, you know, we're smiling, we're waving, we're smiling, we're waving. Holy cow. How are we going to pull this off? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, 
I can I can definitely uh, definitely relate to it. Um, so when when we talk about the world of startup, you know, what would you say that the the worst part of the startup process is? You know, I think for me, with my personal experience, I think some of the worst parts has been, you know, you know, acquiring, you know, uh, new clients and then hitting the ground running. You know, we've been based in the US um, and we were so successful in 2013 when I really started the business, 2014, 2015, that we hit the ground running very quickly. And because we are most 90 percent of our clients are based in America you know, we have a very traditional approach. And so, you know, I think we were quite, I was quite naive at that time, but I always built solid financial and legal teams around me, but I don't think we plan to be as successful as we've been. But I think acquiring clients now for us in the industry is harder than it's ever been. We're driven such by um, large procurement processes that for a small startup, that can be when you are funding it yourself. And I've funded all of my ventures myself. I have not taken a dime from anywhere. And, you know, that can be a very gritty process down and dirty to get your knees in it. But I would always advocate that for somebody doing that than somebody who takes, you know, a few hundred thousand or a million dollars to get their business off the ground because there's a different level of thirst that's required to build a business. And I've seen it with, you know, a very close family member got given a huge amount of money to build his business. And, you know, seven years later, it's collapsed because there was never that thirst, you know, and I think it's so important to have that. And that requires mental and physical um, endurance in, in starting a, in starting a business and a willingness to put yourself out there. You know, and I think that's super important to get uncomfortable. You know, I say like, get if you're running your own business, get uncomfortable, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know, because you've got people's livelihoods on your head. You've got, um, you know, as you build your teams and build your businesses, and for that, for me, it's been one of the most, um, you know, one of the the biggest parts of of what I do. You know, it still daunts me today to think I have you know people sorry excuse me think that i have those kind of people's overheads on my plate yeah yeah i mean it, it is a tall order but at the same time you know it's a responsibility as entrepreneurs and business owners to Absolutely. you know to, to to fulfill you know that part of the you know job description if you will for ourselves on here so 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 very important uh, what did you say the name of the book is the book is called eventually gareth the show had to go on and it's really is a truth. It's a truth and lies about the events industry um, and what happens behind the scenes. So it uh, uncovers. And the reason why it's called the show had to go on, because even through my own personal battles with addiction, drugs, alcohol, um, and also being in an industry that's driven by excess. I was about to say, I was about to say, man, what an industry to absolutely fuel that, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Like, you know, you come on, like, I mean, I don't use it to blame it by, by God, like, you know, it definitely enhanced my career. That's for sure. Um, you know, because, it, you know, back in the early 2000s, business was done over, over nice lunches and boozy evenings out and, you yeah. know, excess in substances, you know, and even on events, you know, it's kind of the tall order that you have to provide, you know, and we, we don't do that anymore. And we don't work with clients like that either. You know, yeah. we will walk away from a client that, 
where their values don't align to ours. And we're very proud of that fact. We've done it this year. We've walked away from a major event um, for 60,000 people, uh, you know, halfway through the planning because of um, issues around values and, you know, um, you know how, how the teams align. So, you know, the book is called The Show Had to Go On because throughout my whole career, service always was above self, no matter what I was going through personally or what I was going through professionally. Yeah, at what know, cost, huh? At what cost, you know, and it cost me my health until I couldn't go on and the show had to stop, um, you know. And so I, I talk a lot about that in the book and the new show that I've created today. Love it. I love that. Well, I mean, again, another part of our responsibility as we evolve, I always like to say, you know, the funny thing about working on ourselves and improving ourselves or doing the work, as, as some would refer to it as, is that when we shift, other people shift and we don't have to do anything about it. Um, it's that, you know, ability, you know, it's team members, families, friends, people close to you, loved ones, et cetera, um, as that evolution of becoming. And when that starts to take place, people start to see something different and they just shift. At least that's been in my experience a little bit, but yeah. You know, and I'm sure you've 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 experienced that, uh, you know, with your journey as well. But also, writing a book is a way to be able to say, "Hey, you know, here's the story and what happened." Get inspired by my, what, the journey that I've been on, and and, and take a better route. You know, um, yeah, absolutely. And I think if that's one thing that that you know, I want the book to be a force for change. But you know, for me, the book, you know, I've been I've been through the ringer. I've been through the ringer personally and professionally and i think if if the book is can be used as a as a tool to show just how resilient the the human spirit can be yeah. uh then then that for me beyond the force for change um and calling out an industry you know i'm the first person to have ever written about this industry you know on Crazy. this level and to show case actually you know what this is this is where we need to improve this is this is the reality of what really goes on behind the scenes and you know particularly around you know clients understanding that without us they don't have an event you know they yeah. can have amazing brand and messaging in the world but they need us to facilitate and we we come with experience you know and sometimes that can be as i've gone through you know when you've got 27 countries trying to trying to explain to a client you can't serve vegemite on toast to 1500 indians because they won't come to your general session you know <laughs> so it can often be much more culturally um uh, you know experience that we're sharing yeah. rather than just the facilitation of getting the people that sure i heard that veggie my stuff's terrible <laughs> that was disgusting let's face it although i do love marmite like who doesn't like british person we love marmite <laughs> uh, so actually there's been a new trend with events i i went to i i was at one a couple months ago here in miami and it was a dry bar i couldn't believe it Cocktail reception. <laughs> I walked out all the Pepsi you could drink, and no one gave a rip. No one cared. Granted, the guy that was hosting the event um, sold his sober living houses uh, or sober living uh, uh, business for 120 million a couple of years ago. I'd had a pretty solid exit, so needless to say, he's sober, uh, and it kind of attracted that same type of uh, attendee, if you will. But nobody cared. I'm like, this might be. The, I've done a lot of events, and I'm like, this this might be a first. Um, but yeah. it's a new trend happening of, of creating more of a different experience. I think people are over the, let's go to another hotel ballroom and listen to another boring speaker with no MC. And, you know, I think they're really, people are craving experiences and that kind of sounds like what you guys are 
or, or specializing in is really not just an event, but actually leaving people with an experience on what you're doing. Yeah, well, and the experience starts from the communication process, right, right from the beginning of it. And we did this last week with our with my book launch. It wasn't a traditional book launch. We treated it as if it was one of our events and we incorporated an experiential evening for everybody. So, you know, that they people are walking away from that, remembering the parts that they should remember. And that is important. Your message on the stage can be wonderful. But if you don't make people feel your message and if you don't make people feel good that they're there and they're, they belong, yeah. then you're not going to hit your objective. People will walk away disgruntled, dissatisfied. And I believe that, you know, we're working on some big initiatives in reality, you know, reality next year around fitness events and zero tolerance on alcohol and the fitness community. And, you know, we hope that that, you know, I'm really pushing forward, especially around pride as well. We're really pushing forward on, you know, regenerating a much more healthier environment, which will leave people inspired and, you know, mentally more capable than ever. Oh, come on. They don't drink at pride festivals, do they? <laughs> Listen, having just experienced Weho, you know, WeHo pride here, I can tell you, God, you know, like it's, it's, you know. But I'm in Miami, so you don't have to, it's not a far stretch from, from WeHo. Well, I just, I, you know, I just wrote an article um, which has been just been published by the Washington Post, and and that covers, uh, you know, where we are lacking and going wrong. You know, pride has become, in my personal eyes, it's become this, you know, let's party for five or six days, and we've lost the sense of what that really is. That's a whole new thing, and you can read read my personal experience with it in the Washington Post, but. You know, at the end of the day, we are really going to be pushing forward in the next 12 to 24 months with our own uh, take on, you know, and particularly around fitness. Like, you know, I'm, it helps that I'm a fitness addict in myself. You know, I say I work four days a week and I work out for a day and a half a week. That's that's, you know, probably why it keeps me so fit and able. Nice. Yeah. Hey, you got to do it. It's, it doesn't get any easier, right? <laughs> no, like life doesn't get you know life doesn't get easier we get you know we we get easier with life right right yeah we get better right get exactly better gareth it's yeah. been great to chat with you man and uh congrats on the book and all of your success uh i love the fact that you're just blazing your own trail and uh creating the the type of reality you know should be there both with work and life and deal all the above so i want to encourage you to to keep up the great work and thanks again for your time you, any final thoughts for our listeners yeah, you know, I think, you know, resilience is the key word for me. Uh, it will it will drive you. It will enjoy you, um, you know, and you can go on to do. You know, the other thing I want to say is hire the right people. I spent years hiring wrong people. <laughs> and it cost not only did it cost me a fortune, uh, but you learn the hard way. And so it's better to hire one really good person than five really inadequate people. And I would I would promote that to all entrepreneurs out there that it's quality over quantity yep. and slow pass wins the race. Yep. That's great advice. And also, you know, going back to the values conversation, the people that you're hiring need to align with the values that you believe in and the company is established as well. That's so, so vital. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, we've got some exciting projects coming up. So watch this space and, and uh, moving forward, we'll hopefully we'll have a reality show. We're working on a dramatization of the book. And uh, and a movie as well. So there's some exciting stuff in the pipeline. Good stuff. Good stuff. 
Well, thanks again, Gareth. I really appreciate your time. Great. All right. Lovely to talk to you. Likewise. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends. Friends.